Hello everyone and welcome to the Talk Music Podcast where we chat everything and anything to do with the world of music and occasionally focus on topics a little bit unrelated. My name is Scott Cowie. I'm Nora Germain. I'm a drummer turned comedy singer songwriter. I'm a violinist turned Scott co-host. Smooth. And apparently we are now both podcasters and you're going to hear us chat to many different people, but more often than not, it will be fellow musicians having conversations about their careers and lives within, arguably the greatest art form in the world. And you get this for free each and every week on scottcowie.com, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Audioboom, SoundCloud, anywhere you get them podcasts. So please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell the ex-girlfriend when you call her up before you tell her she's a cow, tell her to check out the podcast. But for now, enjoy the show. Guest this week on the podcast, E.G. Daly. Very, very talented actress, very talented musician. And of course, if you don't already know, a absolute master when it comes to voiceovers, the voice of Tommy Pickles, the Powder Puff Girls, and so on and so forth. Um, she was in the Smelly Cat episode of Friends. I think it's called The One with Smelly Cat. Hugely entertaining, hugely talented, like I said. And it's all coming up. Brilliant interview. Very, very insightful indeed. Uh, before we get to the interview, joining me now is, of course, you heard her at the top of the show, and you're going to hear from her right now. The one and the only, the greatest violin player that ever lived, first of all, and soon-to-be best-selling author, ladies and gentlemen. Please put your hands together for the one and only, Nora Francesca Deborah Germain. Hi, Scott. Hi, Nora. How are you? You know me, Nora. Can't complain, never do. How are you over there in Scotland? How's the weather? How are you feeling? (laughs) The weather's shit. And I'm feeling all right, though. Because the weather's always uh-huh. shit, so it doesn't make a bit of a difference. Nora, I'm going to give the listeners a bit of an insight. We're on Skype right now, but I can't see you. Get me in a position. Get me in a, uh, put me in a, a situation in which I can see your face. Oh, here you go. Okay. Oh, Hello. Oh, do you know what? It was, uh, it was, it was, yeah, that's fine. Um, Nora. <laughs> yes. You, you asked me how it was, and I says happy. Are you happy? Yeah, well, it, it, things in Los Angeles are the same. It's sunny and everybody doesn't give a shit, so it's sort of the same, you know. So nobody appreciates the sunshine, but over here we no. certainly do because we get we get a lot less of it, as you well know, because you've been in Scotland. But listen, I asked you if you were happy. You asked me if I was happy. Oh, yeah, no, I'm very, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling great today. I'm feeling really, really good, yeah. Now, one of the topics of discussion today are going to be the things that make an individual happy. Oh, that's interesting. Well, when I was a little kid, you know, I used to watch Rugrats all the time. And um, that, that show used to make me very happy. So that's one thing. Well, that ties in very well with our guest today, as you well know. I think so, yeah. Now, what I have here, I wanted to find out, Nora, 10, yeah. ten things that yeah. are scientifically proven to make you happier. Uh-huh, okay. Now, I have conducted extensive research into uh-huh. this, right? I have conducted extensive research. 
See, Great. The, 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 you wouldn't believe the extent of what I went through to get this together, right? I Yeah, I'm sure I wouldn't. Ten things, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to read out a couple. We're then going to cut to an interview with E.G. Daly, the legend that is. And then we're going to yes. come back and we're going to read out the rest of it, okay? Now, I'm just going to give you... Um, I'm just going to outline what the, the individual things are. And as we go, as soon as I state them, I would just want to get you to uh, express your opinion on that, whether you agree with it, whether you uh, don't agree with it, um, if you agree with it to some extent, and if there's other things, that, if there's other points that you would want in, in the 10 that are not present, then obviously you're more than welcome to 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 outline what would be your um, potential 10 top things that make uh, I just want to make sure that the list isn't something that you can do 10 times that'll make you really happy that's not what we're talking about right no I mean the the, <laughs> the one thing can't be in there twice or whatever right so anyway <laughs> okay and it's nothing to do with any of the filthy things that are running through your mind just... <laughs> no 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 I'm, no go ahead you go ahead please I'm sorry go ahead right oh cool here's the first one right yeah. Fit in one more hour of sleep. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people sleep too much, but most people probably don't sleep enough. I just think getting enough sleep in general is definitely, that'll definitely make you happy. It's true. You got to rest, got to recuperate, and uh, take on the next day with um, fully charged batteries, you know. There's nothing that will really screw up your day as much, I think, as not getting enough sleep. Somehow, it just has a way of making you feel like crap. There's, you know, there's this thing I used to read um, about if you're feeling really bad. Um, something about, um, have you had any water in the last couple hours? Did you have enough sleep the night before? And when's the last time you ate something? And apparently those three things are, if usually if you're feeling really upset and really messed up and your day isn't going very well, one of those three things can probably solve it. You just need a little snacky poo or some water or maybe a little nap. And I think that's, I'm telling you, these are the keys to life. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to move on to the second one. Give me your opinion on this. Okay. And of course, the way these are written, it's like, um, you're, you're making these changes. You're, you're you're adding these things to your daily routine. I think that's the point, right? So, oh yeah, definitely. Exercise for twenty minutes in the morning. Oh yeah, that's great. Actually, I do that every day. I try to. Um, yeah, exercising is amazing. Even if you just go for a walk around the block, that can totally um, uh, make a huge impact on your day. I think everybody should do that. So are we in agreement so far? Perhaps those two things make a difference to your general well-being. And I'm very excited about the next one because I don't know whether you're going to say yay or nay to this one. This could be a bit of a crowd splitter. So that's your cliffhanger, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to cut to the interview with E.G. Daly and we're going to continue this conversation with Nora Francesca Germain. And we hope that maybe even you will listen to this, everyone out there, and make these changes to your life and, and you just never know. Not only are we here, not only is this informative listening as a podcast, it's also life-changing. There you go. All right. EG Daily, right now. Woo! Okay, I am back on the Talk Music Podcast, and I am joined now by the very talented EG Daily. How are we? Hey, I'm doing great. How about you? 
Yeah, I'm doing really, really well. Listen, very, very interesting career indeed. Uh, extremely versatile, to say the least. Now, tell us, EG, what came first? Was it the acting? Was it the music? What What came first out of those two? Um, I would have to say the dancing actually came the first. The dancing, I, option number yeah, three. Yeah, right. None of the above. A, B, C, none of the above. It was actually, yeah, I started, um, I think I felt most comfortable dancing when I was young and um, I did a lot of dance classes as a little girl. And I think, yeah, singing as well, because those are things I could do alone in my room. And, you know, I could act, but um, um, it was you know, obviously better to act across from someone and have someone to respond to. So those things I started with kind of all alone in my room and then they just, you know, then acting came in a little bit later. I was not as comfortable with acting as I was with music and dance because I could kind of go in and then it would just, I could just put it out there and it, I didn't require another person for that. Right, okay. So um, you began singing and at what point are you, were you in bands pretty much straight away? How did the kind of music career start? I would say that um, I started doing, um, when I was young, I just, I started um, singing a lot, like in choir and I took a lot of um, lessons. I was really, I was really interested in like learning how to get better and how to get stronger. And so I took a lot of lessons and I, I literally just practiced all the time. I mean, I was one of those kids that would be like in my room and you could hear me doing warm ups all the time. I just had this really deep desire to be really good at it. So I just started taking lessons and then I started doing bands when I was 15 and then I started playing. I started playing the. Uh, the Sunset Strip, which is, um, I started playing the Sunset Strip, um, you know, when I was 15, 16 years old. And that was like all the clubs along the strip, the whiskey, the, the rocks, you know, the whiskey, the Roxy, the, you know, the Troubadour, all those clubs I just started playing. So that sort of took off when I was young, even out of high school. And then at the same time I was doing plays and I was doing music and choir in school. And I, I felt really, um, I struggled a lot with like the, the, uh, all the like math, English, all those classes were hard for me. I felt like I was really struggling because I couldn't spell very well and I couldn't read very well. And so it was easy for me to dive into like dance and music and stuff. And when did you discover that you were really good at doing different voices? When would, when did that talent come to fruition? Well, I'd have to say like, um, um, when I was like eight years old, I used to walk around the playground with my girlfriends and we would hold pinkies and we would be like, do baby voices. And I just, it was something that just happened. I just started to do. And, and, um, I remember doing little kids voices, um, all the time. Like, that's just how I, that's kind of how I got things. I would be like, would you get me some water? And then people would do things for me. <laughs> so it was kind of used as a tool <laughs> to get things. And, um, and then suddenly, like years and years later, cut to years and years later, and I also noticed a big fascination with imitation and mimicking. I could mimic and I could sound just like things or people or sound effects. So that was something else that I just did naturally. But then cut to years and years later when I was in my early 20s and I did a play where I had to do all these different voices, different age ranges of voices. And, you know, this guy gave me his card and said, you're really good with your voice. You should do voices. And I didn't think anything of it. Because to me, it was like, that's, I didn't think anything of it. It was like so second nature. But I did go on my first audition with him. And um, 
I booked it and that was for a little, they showed me a little claymation character of a little, a little cartoon. And I was like, I had never done one before. So I just did the first voice that came to my head that looked like it fit that little character. Cause he had big lips and sort of a round face. And, and then I ended up doing, um, the voice that I'd been doing since I was a kid, which was Tommy Pickles voice, which I had developed very early on. And now years, decades later, here I was doing it, um, actually doing that voice. And it turned out to be Tommy Pickles on Rugrats. It was very natural how it flowed. Wow. And of course this, this led on various different parts, lots of different voiceovers that you've you've done throughout the years so it's, it's very very interesting what advice would you give to md that's 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 going into that because it's it's perhaps a lot more of a a, a lot more talent and a lot more skilled required than what a lot of people might think i would i would strongly suspect yeah i mean a lot of people have really beautiful voices or really interesting voices or really strong voices so that's awesome that is kind of a natural start that is a natural start, I tell people. But the other key is that you also need to be able to act. See, I started acting as a little girl. So I knew, you know, that I could take a, a line and I could say a line like, I don't really feel good about that. Or I could say like, I don't feel good about that. You know, you could Im- implement different emotions. So it's, it's more than just having a great voice. Um, actually, you know, um, just for all your people that listen is for this exact purpose, I released a one- um, E.G. Daly's Up Close and Personal voiceover seminar. And I basically do two and a half hours worth of all the information, like tips, tools, how to, if you have a great voice, what's the next step, how to get an agent, how to, how to practice. Um, and some of it is really um, resourceful. It's like not expensive things that I give, tools that I give to people so that people that are just at home can actually start to better themselves with voices. And then there's different apps you can buy that you can put on your computer where you can actually do voice of auditions from your home computer and then mp3 them out to different uh for different auditions so there's a lot of information people can go to amazon.com for that it's eg daily's up close and personal or egdaily.com my website and there's a link directly to it and so i would say definitely the key the key is to um get really good at your reads and making sure that people can feel you when you're doing these parts that you're 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 being felt and you're not just a random voice but you're actually if somebody were to close their eyes they could actually feel you so i would say that is key too besides just having a great voice and also comedians are really good because comedians can mimic and imitate so imitation of mimicking is really good to be able to hear someone and go i could talk like that little girl she talks like this like a little know-it-all you know what i mean it's it's all about being able to capture that essence of that character and dialects and accents too I am, as you know from my accent, I am from Scotland. What, yes. is, what is your Scottish accent like? Gotta tell you, I um, I, I don't, God, what is my Scottish accent like? I don't really, I've never really practiced Scottish. I've done like a little bit of an Irish lilt when I did Babe, um, the Babe movie where I had to do, I'm looking for my mom, I was wondering if you know where she is. I just, just did a that's little pretty tiny. Good. That was a good Irish uh, accent, yeah. That's, I could probably listen to you, that's pretty good. I could listen to you a little bit, but actually I haven't, that's a tough one because there's a lot of rollings of the tongue and, but, um, yeah, I just would have to talk to you for a little while and then pretty soon I'd be imitating you and pretty soon I'd sound just like you. My, my friend Nora, who's on this podcast a lot, she's from about, probably about 20 minutes from where you're situated just now, if you're in Los Angeles area. And there's one word that she can say in a Scottish accent and that word is Edinburgh. That's the only word that she can. Edinburgh. 
That's oh, yeah. it. There you go. Yeah. Well, Every small step. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just little tiny baby steps that you hear somebody say one word or one line. And, you know, now there's all these tools like on YouTube where you can actually punch in uh, Irish accent or Irish dialect. And there are people that will actually go on and, and do sentences and phrases in the dialect. So you can actually learn a lot just from going on YouTube about dialects, accents, um, voices, voiceover. There's so many tools. It's so great. Very, very interesting. Now, yeah. I decided that I would try and get in touch with you uh, the other day because Friends was on the telly and I seen the episode with you. And I thought, because I, I remember I, I've seen it years and it's been a long time since I've seen that episode prior to the other day. And then um, when you were performing in the cafe, I was like, wow, she's really, really good. Um, and of course, the acting was great. And I knew, uh, anyway, I had it, in, I was familiar with, with yourself anyway. But so tell tell us how that, that came about then, getting involved in Friends. You know, actually, it's funny that that was a long time ago, but it airs so much. People think it was so recently. But, you know, um, it's funny because I had just had a baby. So I was just like literally not even had gotten out to start working really yet. I just had the baby. And I remember I got a call from my agent very late at night saying, um, they need you to go in and audition for friends, uh, tonight. And I was like, tonight, that's so strange. Why is it so late? And apparently they had wanted to replace an actor that was on, they'd had her on for two days rehearsing and they, they weren't, um, they didn't feel she was the right person and they needed somebody who could play guitar and sing as well as act. So they brought me in at like nine o'clock at night to the studio and I read for the casting and I had this baby in a, in a little bassinet thingy with me. So I just sang and I brought the, I had the guitar in one hand and the bassinet in the other. And I went in and read and, and then I booked it. It was that quick. They needed to make a move that quickly. And I guess there's not a lot of women who can, you know, I mean, I guess play guitar and sing and there are, there's a lot, but some that, that act as well that are known for being actresses. So I showed up on the set and then that was it. Next thing I was on, I was on friends and it's been so long that I just did a guest star in the middle. Do you guys know the middle? Are you middle, familiar not, with that? Though? Not familiar with that, no. Oh, oh yeah. But maybe it's more of a United States thing, yeah. Yeah, so um, Friends was a blast. It was really fun. It's a great, great episode. And every, of course, just like every episode of Friends, everyone remembers that one because... Yeah, because it had this, the Smelly Cat song. Of course, yeah. And but the, your acting's, yeah. acting's fantastic. And, and I just love the fact that um, as Thank a musician, you. you're... you're Really, really established musician, um, both in person and, of course, your character is. And you're really looking up to Phoebe, who isn't the best in the world. It's just it's a, it's a really great interaction. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. And I actually had to kind of, um, Phoebe's character, since I was one of her friends, I, I kind of was trying to care, capture little essences of her. Where she's like, oh, okay, you know, she does these weird little mannerisms. So I tried to kind of, from all the episodes I'd watched, kind of try to capture essences of her because usually friends do similar things or have essences of each other so i tried to play with that that's probably that's really really clever so what was what was the rest of the cast like to work with matthew perry who, who were they all like i mean they were all really sweet it was such a tight well knit well oiled machine that there wasn't a lot of room for like serious interaction it was just more of like you came in you rehearsed you did your scenes you you talked and chatted and laughed a bit on the set then you went back, then you went to wardrobe, then you did the taping, and then you went home. It was it was a very, like, tight, well-oiled machine. They've been doing it for so long, there wasn't a lot of, like, um, they were all really nice. That's all I remember. They were all really sweet and welcoming and 
that's 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 it for me it was a very a, a tricky job because i had so much work to do in one day in one night i had to learn blocking learn songs learn the lyrics to songs and then learn the dialogue all at the same time all very quickly so it was a lot of pressure for me so i didn't have time to like do much of anything other than really focus so tell us just now what kind of what other projects you're working on at the, the moment yeah. is, there, is there music coming up is there more voiceover stuff what's going on um i've got i've always got some kind of voiceover things going on i'm i'm on some of the avengers uh the doom some some car- something called doom um i just did a rob zombie movie that um that i'm one of the leads in and it's called 31 and he directed it it's a horror film and it's just premiered at Sundance Film Festival. So we all went over there and did a bunch of uh, premiere and some press and stuff. So that's coming out in the next couple of months. That was a blast. And I have a really great character named Sexhead, a fantastic character, one of my favorites. And I get to transform a little bit, my body. So I have that. And then my my voiceover seminar is just being uh, released. It's been released, but we're starting to really push that now so that people can learn how to do voiceover. And then I also have a one-woman autobiographical musical filled with music and maybe 15 different voices that I do that's also available for digital download. It's called Listen Closely. And these are all things that I also talk a lot about, my journey and the personal growth that I've done. So they're much deeper than just seminars and shows. They're, they go very deep into some deep-rooted um, life things that I've learned. And uh, I try to make sure that I... I can be a messenger of a lot of important things. So those, there's a lot of stuff going on. Everything's on my website, egdaily.com. There's so much information. And, and I also uh, like people to follow me on um, at Real EG Daily on Twitter. Real EG Daily is my Twitter. So I always post a lot and people can message me there. And then I also have um, Instagram, Real EG Daily, and Vine, Real EG Daily, and Facebook, my Facebook pages. So uh, everything's out there. And I'm pretty candid and I like to share truth truthful, deep-rooted things, because I, I like to share the parts of me as a real human, as opposed to just uh, a real human, as opposed to just uh, the the image or the personality. I, I try to share a lot of vulnerable things, because I think it's real important for people to know that uh, it's very glamorous what we do, but it's also, it's very glamorous, but it's also, we're all humans, and we're all going through life stuff too, so there's that, so... And I'm a mother, and that's my other big project. I'm a, I'm a mom of two beautiful daughters, and they're both super talented. One's Hunter Daly Solomon, one Hunter Daly, and the other one's Tyson um, Tyson Solomon. They're just beautiful girls and super talented. Wow, so that's a lot. I have just followed you. I've just followed you on all the social networking sites Yay, that you have mentioned. Thank you. I'll um, find you and follow you too. Absolutely. And I will be in Los Angeles in the summer. I will be playing a place probably called... Uh, Kulak's Woodshed, have you been there? Kulak's, where is that? Oh, you need to go um, North Hollywood. I'll, I'll send you a link, okay? You have to go link, to this please. place. Yeah. It's, it's really, Thank really you. cool. Okay. Thank you so much. So come along. And by that point, yeah. you will have learned how to do a Scottish accent. I want to practice. I will practice. <laughs> I would have learned to do Scottish accents. Boom. Scottish accents. There you go. <laughs> Absolute pleasure talking to you. Very, very interesting indeed egdaily.com follow her on instagram yeah. twitter facebook the lot and no doubt yeah. we'll do this again sometime okay thank you yes i'd love to thanks so much honey All take right. care bye-bye bye a fantastic interview there with the one and only eg daily 
informative listening. Thank you very much. Thank you. So wonderful, informative. Have we got a name for your character yet that speaks in that voice? This is beautiful. Thank you. Have, have we, I don't call it anything you want. Anything you want. Uh, what's what's that old kind of posh name? An old posh name. Uh, do you use the word posh in the States, by the way? Yeah, like you mean to say like uh, kind of wealthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuck up. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I was a kid, actually, no, still, I love the Spice Girls. I've always loved the Spice Girls. Posh Spice. And my favorite for a long time was Posh. Mm-hmm. And I had a Posh Barbie doll, a Posh backpack. I had tons of Posh stuff, and that was, like, my favorite. So what's an old Posh name that we can call this character real quick? Mr. Gene... <laughs> Hanson Hammersmith the third. Gene Hanson Hammersmith. The third. <laughs> Gene Hanson. I like it. Remember that, will you? I'll try. <laughs> okay, we've got it recorded anyway for crying out loud. Anyway. Oh, yeah, we do. Okay. Now, here's the next thing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're discussing 10 things that are scientifically proven to make you happier, right? So, Nora, I'm going to read out this next one, okay? Yeah, please. Eat oatmeal porridge for breakfast. What? No. Why do you have to eat oatmeal? See, I knew this would be a crowd splatter. See, I can agree with this one. So this will make for an interesting conversation. Well, oatmeal is pretty healthy. I mean, you know, it's not like the worst thing you could eat. It's very easily made vegan, which I think is great. But um, uh, why do you have to eat oatmeal? Why can't you eat something else like, you know, smoothie or some nice almond yogurt? You know, you could make... Um, I don't know. You can make anything. You can make a nice breakfast burrito. I don't know. I don't understand why you have to have oatmeal, but I think definitely eating breakfast does help you be happy with your day. I think if you don't eat breakfast at all, you're probably not going to have a very good day. So, but, burger and fries for breakfast? Probably no. Okay. I can, uh, I've got to say, uh, I, I understand your point of view as well, but Porridge is good in the morning because it, it sees you right through to lunch. It's very filling and it's very healthy. Well, not really. I mean, very healthy. I mean, it's probably sweet. It's Usually very healthy. Like, it's very healthy. It doesn't seem very healthy, but okay. I mean, it could be okay. Oats are not whatever. I Whatever. Whatever you eat, make sure it's good. That's it. Hel let's, let's say let's compromise then. A healthy breakfast. I like it. Okay. Okay. Next one. Now, this is a very interesting one that really stood out to me, right? Spend, okay. spend your money on others. Um, uh, no. <laughs> I think it's important to donate to certain causes that make you happy and to be a generous person whenever you can be, like give to the causes that make you feel like you're helping the world become what you, more like what you want it to be like, you know? Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't say necessarily to give your money to other people or to, I mean, because you have to invest in yourself and definitely saving money is a great way to um, set yourself up for a nicer life. But yeah, maybe I would say, uh, try to give back 
If you can, financially, I would say that, maybe. Surround yourself with happy people. Oh, yeah, that's good. Definitely, you know, if you realize you're in a bad mood, just look around the room and see if you've been around a major asshole for too much of your day. <laughs> Meditate. And oh, sorry, on you go. No, go ahead. No, it's fine. Meditate for 15 minutes daily. Well, I think that kind of goes along with exercising because I don't think you really necessarily have to go into a fully meditative state to achieve some sort of mental um, release. I think you can be, you know, if you're just eating your breakfast and looking out the window or maybe you are reading a little book or you're, even if you just are, you know, doing your exercise and you're sort of letting your mind wander, I think that's good. I don't know if you necessarily have to meditate, you know, but... That's one thing you can do. I definitely think it's important that whatever you're doing during your day, make sure that your brain has a chance to sort of relax because we're always thinking. And it can drive you crazy. And, um, you know, I think uh, definitely important to schedule some time, not only for physical relaxation, but mental relaxation. I really like to go to a movie now and again, you know. I like to go swimming. Swimming for me is total mental relaxation. Also, what can be really good is painting. Do you paint, Scott? Uh, no, I don't paint. You should paint. I, if I painted, that'd probably be amazing. We should do a painting class together. We can go somewhere in L.A. We, we should go do. We should go a painting okay. class. That'd be awesome. I'm telling you. Okay. It's done. Right, okay. next one. Well, yes. This fits straight in. Ready for this next one? Yes. Don't delay trying new things. Oh, definitely don't. Yeah, you know, life is so much more to offer than we could ever purposefully choose on our own. And there are things that we bump into every day that are so great that we could never fathom. Like, you know, meeting somebody new. Or, you know, seeing a nice sunset or a new piece of artwork or trying a new food or going to a new city. I mean, like all these things, if you're always rigid in your schedule and your time, you're never going to really bump into anything new. So you got to take new chances because life is so abundant and we just make it really small, you know, by scheduling every minute of every day and, you know, whatever, being in our little lives. But Definitely. The more you can go out and experience, go ahead and jump in. Wise words from the soon-to-be best-selling author, Nora Francesca Germain. Next one. Interesting one, this. You ready? Yeah. Hug at least eight times a day. <laughs> Hug eight times a day? Yeah, and this is in here. I swear to God, I've signed you the link if you don't believe me. Scientifically proven. Hug this eight I think, you know, scientifically proven stuff is, uh, we'll have to see about that. I think it's scientifically proven that tequila is great. That's just me. Um, hug? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I guess, you know, the more people you hug, the better you might feel. Maybe. I don't know. I'm gonna, there's a couple more, but I'm going to read out. I'm going to skip them, right? But there's, I'm going to read out this one. Wear a floral scent or smell flowers. Not if you're allergic. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's very true. Anything that you would like to add in there? Um, 
How to be happy every day. Yeah, man. I mean, like the biggest one I think is missing, which is just be grateful for what you have, you know? Amen. Brothers um, and sisters. That's some, again, that's some wise words. Yeah, I mean, you know, all these things are really great. You know, get enough sleep, have some water, hug your dog, whatever they want you to do. Have your fucking oats. I don't know what they're saying. But, <laughs> um, but I think the biggest point is that you got to really be grateful for what you have because, you know, there are places in the world where things are so messed up that you can't even possibly imagine. Yep. And um, and the fact that you're even listening to this podcast, first off, you should be I'm grateful sorry. for that. Grateful for that. Fucking grateful I'm sorry if you've chosen your... <laughs> chosen to listen to this over all of the beautiful things you could be like <laughs> I mean you could be listening to Haydn symphonies you could be listening to you know operas from that's so pish that's so pish compared to this anyway so if you're listening to this just remember how lucky you are just remember how um, beautiful it is that you have the things that you have in your life whatever they are just be grateful because um, that's where real happiness comes from it's not like everybody that has you know wealth and all these things they're happy i think it's about being happy with what you have that makes you happy not about saying oh but i need more and maybe you do need more and you go for it but still here's what i'm trying to say you got to be happy with what you have while working for what you want so it's like a balance of both you know i love that say that again say that again (laughs) you have to be happy with what you have while still working for what you want Okay. <laughs> I love that. So, <laughs> it's actually pretty simple. It's just basically saying you got to have a balance between being grateful and hardworking. And if we, if you can do that, even if you don't have oats for breakfast and you haven't slept in a month, I still think you'll probably be pretty happy. <laughs> there you go. Nora has read the list. She's <laughs> smashed the list. And the line of today, ladies and gentlemen, is this. Nora, say it again. Be happy with what you have while working for what you want. What a podcast. What a I'm podcast. glad that you I'm glad that you liked that one. I appreciate <laughs> it. Is that your line? Did you come up with that yourself? Um, no, I found it somewhere. I don't know. I read a lot of inspirational I'm blogs. Ask, you know? I'm gonna ask you that again. Give me the right answer. Nora, did you come up with that line yourself? Yes, I came up with it for you, baby. No, I I, I um I, I started to, because, you know, my book that's coming out in, a, in uh, actually just probably a few weeks now, my book that's coming out is an inspirational book. It's called Go For It, um, Surviving the Challenges of Becoming an Artist by Nora Germain. And so this book is an inspirational book for young artists and just for anybody who's interested in learning a little bit about my life and the creative process from my standpoint. And um, so I had to read a lot of inspirational books and blogs, and I, I, I did a lot of research when I was writing my um writing my book because I didn't really have much to grab from because I've never written before. And so that quote, that one I just said, was one of those things that I found in my research. And I, Actually, I think I might have put it in my book, maybe. So The book that is called Go For It by Nora Francesca Germain, soon to be best-selling author. Uh, thanks that would be very sweet. much for, for That would listening be so in. cool. That would, that would be, be great. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks to EG Daily. Thanks to Nora Germain. And thanks to me. Scott Cowie, the guy that gives you this podcast every single week. ScottCowie.com. SoundCloud. You know where to find it. I don't need to tell you because you're already listening. Tell your friends. Tell the in-laws. Tell the outlaws. And we will see you guys next week. And here's your cliffhanger. 
it's a lead on from what Nora just Nora just said. Next week we've got Alan Brown on the podcast, amazing blues guitarist. And Nora and I will be discussing how to overcome adversity. Oh yeah, that goes good with the blues. That's gonna be good. Boom. See you next week. <laughs>